Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, God willing we'll be expounding verses 23 and 24, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 23 and 24, the title of the message tonight is the light of God's law, the light of God's law. If you're new coming to church on Wednesday nights, uh, it's a special time because it gives us uh, time in midweek when we can set everything aside uh, from, uh, from the world that we live in and come refresh our minds in Scripture and in prayer. Last week we learned the importance of parents teaching their children God's law and children taking heed to the law that their parents teach them. In these next verses, Solomon goes on to explain the importance of knowing and following God's Word, telling us in verse 23, For the commandment is a lamp. The commandment is a lamp. Take your pens now and underscore the words, The commandment. The commandment. Now go down a little bit further and underscore What's coming up next? The law. The law. Now go down a little further and underscore reproofs of instruction. Reproofs of instruction. So Solomon is addressing three things in our text tonight. The commandment, the law, and reproofs of instruction. First, he addresses the commandment. Solomon says you need to take heed to the, 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 the law of God that's being taught to you by your parents because the commandment is what? It's a lamp. It's a lamp. And the word commandment here in the Hebrew, when we would think about commandment, we don't want to be uh, confused about this. Let's say that the city has a particular ordinance against burning in the city limits. That would be, we, we would see someone burning, we would say, well, that's against the law. They have an ordinance against that. Uh, but that's not what the word commandment here means. The word commandment here means the totality of commandments, okay? The complete law, if you would. And uh, every police officer has a law book, that's filled with all the statutes pertaining to their job. And I assure you, Brother Shepherd, no matter how long you've been a policeman, I assure you he consults that law book on a regular basis. You just have to, to ensure that you're familiar with the language of a specific law and to make sure that you're enforcing and applying it correctly. And Solomon says the commandment, talking about that law, if you could, you could think of the Bible being a law book, okay? Think of it being a law book. That would be called the commandment, that law book. And so he says, the commandment is a lamp. Now, here's the thing about a lamp. How many of y'all have, either left over from your parents, your grandparents, or maybe you've bought one, uh, one of those kerosene lanterns? How many of y'all have one at the house? Now, you've got that at the house. That lamp 
is not a, is, is not a light, is it? No. You can take that, that kerosene lantern or that lamp and you can walk around with it in the darkness and it's not going to do you any good. It's just a lamp. Okay? So he says the commandment is a lamp. So a lamp is not light as a law book is not law. A lamp is a container that holds fuel and a wick. Even so, a law book is a container that holds the individual statutes that govern us as a citizen, as a country, and as believers. And that is the law of God. Okay? The law of God. So, the Bible is God's commandment for us today. It contains the individual statutes, those doctrines that govern us as citizens of God's kingdom here on earth. When we hold a Bible in our hands, when we hold a Bible in our hands, it's like we're holding that lamp, that kerosene lantern in our hands, okay? If I have the Bible like this, how much light's it going to give me? It's not going to give me any light. We, we had a, I, I may have told you the story, I don't know, but uh, when I was a young trooper, me and my partner, uh, we both graduated patrol school together, and we wanted a Bible in our patrol car. And we didn't want to get in trouble or anything, separation of church and state, you know, they're always crying that. So we asked our supervisor, our sergeant, we said, uh, is it okay uh, if we have a, a Bible in our patrol car? And he goes, well... He said, I don't see why not. I could see where maybe if you worked a bad accident and you saw someone dead, it might feel comforting to take it and hold it close to your heart. And Jimmy said, well, we was kind of thinking about reading it, Sergeant. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but holding it close to your heart is not going to give you any light. The, the, the commandment like this is not going to give you any light. It's a lamp. Okay? It's a lamp. So the commandment is a lamp. When we hold our Bible in our hands, it's like holding that kerosene lamp. Without the lamp, though, you can have no light. Right? If I didn't have this Bible, I couldn't open it up to let the light shine, could I? Couldn't do it. The commandment's a lamp. But you've got to have the lamp to have the light. Could you imagine trying to burn lamp oil and a wick in your hand? Trying to go around that? It wouldn't last very long, would it? Or could you imagine having only lamp parts that were not assembled or maybe half of a lamp? It takes the whole lamp to bear the whole light. That's why God has given us a Bible. That's why He's given us His Word. Like a lamp, if we start disregarding bits and pieces of the Bible, then that we don't like, we say, well, I don't don't like that part of the Bible. That'd be like taking a piece of that lantern out and just throwing it away. Well, I don't like that. Well, we're destroying the lamp that God's given us. It takes a whole lamp to give the whole light. The commandment is a lamp that we are supposed to hold in our hands, having accepted the entirety of God's Word as the one and final authority for our lives. I was talking to someone today after work, 
And uh, their life is an absolute mess. And I feel so sorry for this person. But the bottom line is this. Refusal to follow God's word. That's it. The commandment is a lamp. Look back in your text. And the law is what? It's light. The law here is talking about the individual statutes contained in God's Word. When we take the lamp we, and we light that match and turn that wick and shh, here it comes. Here comes that light out of it. And those individual verses, you see what we're reading tonight is the light. When, when, we, when I say take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23 or whatever, and then well, you know what you're doing? You're turning that wick up on that lamp and you're letting that light out. And what, what we're doing is that we're letting that light shine in our hearts tonight. If you'll take heed to it, if you'll believe it, accept it as God's Word. The law book is the lamp and the law inside the law book is the light that shines from the lamp. The precious word of God that we hold in our hands. It's the light that shines from our lamp like, a, like an oil for lamp. God is, has put his, had to put his law somewhere, right? You've got to put your law somewhere. So he put it in a book and he gave that book to you and me. I'm glad I have a Bible. Commandment is a lamp, the law is light. So as I walk through this dark world, what can I do? I can take God's Word, and as I, before I take a step, or as I take my steps, I can open that Word up, and as I read it, then God's light shines. That lamp is bearing that light just like a lantern, and I can walk according to the light inside now, if I decide I don't like what the Bible says to me, I want to do something different, then what we do, we shut that lamp up. That's all the same as taking it and blowing out the, or that, that, that candle or, or rolling that wick down and blowing it out. And then we just walk in darkness. We have not the light of life to go by. But Solomon is telling the young man, he says, you listen. You listen to the words of God that your parents are teaching you because the commandment's a lamp and the law is light. Look back in your text. We'll go to the third thing tonight. And that's reproofs of instruction. So we have the commandment. We have the law. And we have reproofs of instruction. And Solomon says reproofs of instruction are the way of life. What is reproofs of instruction? Well, when the law is applied, what does it do? Now, I, I'm telling you, this is the trickiest thing up here for me. This monitor right here, sometimes it gets moved. Maybe during choir practice or some, something that we do. Sometimes it gets moved. And if it's sticking out here, and I flip those lights off over there, and I start to walk out to lock up, and I don't realize in my mind if that's over there, but it's really over here, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to be like Dick Van Dyke, if y'all ever seen that. I'm just going to boop, trip right over that thing, and I'm going to be a goner. But when I, when I have my, my light out on my flashlight, I mean, on my phone, and I'm walking this direction. Usually, I flip the lights off here. I flip off like that, and it's dark, and I kind of feel my way down the steps as I'm 
fumbling for my phone. As I'm heading this way right here, I get that light out and I start to shine it. And if I see that speaker over here, do you know what I do? I don't keep walking forward. What do I do? I sidestep that thing. You see how the, 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 the light was a reproof of instruction. It told me when that light shined on that stumbling block, you see, it told me you're going the wrong direction. You need to go around that stumbling block. And so, instead of stumbling and going headlong down the steps, I allowed the light to reprove me, to tell me I was wrong, so I could apply what that light revealed to me and correct my steps accordingly. You see? And so, that's a reproof of instruction. Reproof of instruction means uh, teaching through correction. It taught me... I was not to go that direction, so it corrected me and said, uh-uh, don't do it. Don't do it. That's reproofs of instruction. When the law is shined, it lights our path. When the law is applied, it corrects our steps. Nobody likes to be corrected, but the correction of the law is such a wonderful thing. It's just like getting corrected so you don't stumble over that speaker. There's all kinds of stumbling blocks in life. When I'm driving my wife's car, it has a set of cameras that keeps their eyes on the road. And uh, it watches the stripes on that, that highway. And if I were to go to the left or to the right of those stripes, then uh, the, 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 and those stripes are what? Those stripes are the legal boundaries. The, the, it's the boundaries that the law has given me to govern my travel down that roadway. And it's given for my safety, right? For my good. But if I were to go to the left hand or to the right hand of the way the boundaries the law has established for my path, you know what that car is going to do? Beep, 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 beep. That's what it does. Just like that, Hannah. It's annoying. But you know what? Every time that car beeps at me, it's a reproof of instruction. That's what it is. It's saying, that's not the way you should go, Richard. You are out of line with the path that the law has laid out for you. Now get back in line. Beep, 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 until I get back in line. That's what it does. And I can either choose, boy, I could tell a good story on my mother right now. I could do it, Mama. If you're watching, I could tell a good one. She's saying, oh, you better not. But I can either choose to yield to the reproofs of instruction, or I can disregard them. Boy, I'm so tempted to tell that story. Anyway, it's a good one. Well... The car, here's the thing about that car. It doesn't force me to comply. It reproves me, but it doesn't force me. If I want to take that wheel, and I want to steer off that road, and I want to run off in the lake, I have the power to do it. I, can't, I don't have the authority to do it. I will be violating the commandment. 
But I have the power to do it. I have the will and the power to do it. So it doesn't force me to do it. And God doesn't force me to stay within His lines either. But naturally, because I care about my life and the life of my wife or whoever is riding with us, I try to be swift to respond to the car when it corrects me. Because I know it's in my best interest and in the best interest of those around me and those I love if I keep the way the law has given me to travel. The reproofs of instruction are the ways of life. Literally on that road. Between the lines is the way of life. Outside the lines is the way of destruction and damage and death. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we would respond to the reproofs of instruction from God's Word as swiftly as we do those from a car? It would be wonderful. Some people turn off the warnings on their automobile. Okay, I'm going to tell the story. My dad bought my mother a Buick, beautiful Buick Limited, when uh, I was a kid. And it had a, a, a little beeper on the speedometer, like you could set it like, back then the national speed limit was 55 due to fuel economy and things like that. So there was no speed limit above 55 posted anywhere in the United States at that time. And um, so the idea would be to take that little knob and run that knob to 55. And then whenever it hit, whenever the speedometer hit, it hit that little marker, it'd go, Aah. then you'd back off of it like that. Anyway, well, my mother figured out how to move that and manipulate that and move it to different direction, to the left or to the right. Which direction do you think she moved it? As far as that speedometer would go. And as we got in the car on the way to Tyler one day after she moved it all the way as far as that speedometer would go, we're on Highway 31 on our way to Tyler. <laughs> and she, oh, I hate this thing. So she finally took it to my dad's shop and got one of his workers to come out and remove the fuse from the car. And it was wonderful then, because she no longer had that warning, that reproof of instruction. And uh, thank God he was merciful to us, and my mom's a good driver. She's never had an at-fault accident in her life, so uh, thank God for that. She's a good driver. But uh, I couldn't help but think about that. When I was studying for this, you can either remove the fuse or you can heed the warning, folks. It's that simple. And I'd rather, I'd rather heed the warning. Uh, the, these people that disregard the warning, they hate the beep. I've heard people say, I hate it when my vehicle beeps at me like that. They'd rather weave on the road than be bothered by the beep. Here you go, Jeremiah. You ready? The beep irritates them. But I'd rather be irritated by a beep than hit by a jeep. How about that? How about that, Jeremy? I would. I'd rather be continually warned than continually mourn the loss of life 
because I wandered from the way. Like the beeps from the car, the corrections of God's Word. that we, They don't agree with us. We hate it when we're driving and everything's so fine. And maybe we're talking on the phone. And next thing you know, you, you hear those little uh, rumbles in the road that they, they build in. Like to the center stop. Or over here. And, or beep, 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 beep. And at the same time, we go, oh, I hate that thing. The, the reproofs of correction disagreed with us. They cut against our grain. We don't like hearing them. They're irritating to us. I don't like the little rumbles on the road. They don't agree with the direction we're going. But they're always right. That's the thing. They're always right. They are God's loving, heavenly beeps, the scriptures are. To keep us on the road so we won't get hurt. Never ignore God's word and think it's safe to drift from the road. Because every time you ignore God's word, every time someone says, well, this is what the Bible, well, I know it's what the Bible says, but then you don't do it. That's dangerous. When you come and you sit under God's word and you hear the Word of God being taught, and you know what it says, and you go, well, I know what it says, but that's all the same as you veering off the road and hearing the beep, 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 like that and say, I know, but you're still going to have damage. Your life's not going to be what it should be. Your marriage isn't going to be what it should be. Your jobs and your your your, your um, uh, fulfillment of God's will is not going to be what it should be. You're going to have damage somewhere. Just a matter of how bad the crash is. Never again. Never ignore God's word and think it's safe to drift from the road. Learn to love the beep ringing in your conscience every time you cross the line. It's a matter of changing your thinking. The auto manufacturer gives those beeps to us to correct our steps to keep us from oncoming traffic or to keep us from hitting a tree. In the same way, God gives those beeps to us in His Scripture to keep us from hitting the stumbling blocks. Verse 24, specifically... To keep thee from the evil woman. Now, what's the evil woman here? After he gets through explaining the reproofs of correction, the evil woman then becomes the speaker. You see? It becomes that which is in your way. And then the scripture shines its light on it and says, Don't go near that evil woman. Don't go anywhere around that adulterous woman. You uh, go away from her. Go around her. Don't get close to her. And we can either look at that woman and say, oh, but she's so pretty. Beep, 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 beep. And next thing you know, because we didn't take heed. And it's too late. I've seen it happen. I've seen people's lives destroyed because of not taking heed to God's word when they knew better. When they heard the beep and they went on anyway to keep thee from the evil woman. And that evil woman represents... Other evils that seek to destroy our lives. But since he's talking to a young man here. And how easily tripped up young men get. With uh, wrong relationships with women. He's using that as a. Uh, like, like the Bible would say. Judah 
but it wasn't talking about the man. Judah was talking about like the whole southern country. It's using the evil woman here as an illustration for any wrong where the Bible is trying to give us reproofs of instruction. Thank God for the beeps in His Word that warn us of the dangers that await us when we drift from the way. They are given to us to keep us, look back in your text, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. A strange woman which tries to allure us off the road. The tongue of a strange woman represents anything that looks good to our eyes, that excites our flesh, and that promises us fun, excitement, pleasure, glory, or gratification, if only we will depart from the way of God. If only we will leave the boundaries marked out for us by the Scriptures. Eve departed from the way through the tongue of a strange serpent, didn't she? We're talking about the tongue of a strange woman. She, woman can talk a man and do a lot of things. What's she doing? She's trying to lure him. Lure him from that road. Take him across that line. Ignore the beeps. Listen to my mouth. Listen to my words. I'm promising you all these wonderful things. If you'll disobey God's word. That's what sin does every time. It will always give you the promise of a greater reward than the consequence that you'll have of disobeying the Scripture. There's no such thing. It's a lie. I'm telling you it's a lie. So, to keep you from a strange woman, Eve, from a strange serpent. Strange serpent lured her away from God's Word. A third of the angels departed from the way, from the tongue of a false god named Lucifer who became their false god he, they followed him instead of God the tongue of a, uh, uh, of, a, of a strange god and there are strange tongues of all sorts ready to allure us ready to harm us the same way but if we'll learn to trust the road thank God for the stripes and love the beeps, then we'll stay on the way of life and avoid the tragic death that comes from leaving the roadway. We will journey through life without having to bear the scars that Samson did, that King David did, that Solomon did, that the Apostle Peter did. You know what those men had in common? They were all believers. They're all in heaven right now. They were all really good men who took a wrong turn and were injured on their way to heaven. With that, we'll go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the examples of men like that, Lord, who are in heaven now. Safe and secure through Jesus. But who ignored the beeps. Ignored the rumbling. The loving rumbling you put, Father. At the edge of your boundaries for them by your law. Thank you for giving us the commandment. Thank you for giving us a lamp we can hold in our hands. And a light, Father, that shines brightly from it. 
Thank you, Lord, that it shines lovingly to correct our steps, to give us those reproofs of instruction. Help us, Lord, to regard your word as our lamp. Your, your, your law is our light. And, Father, the, the, the knowledge that it gives us to be the way of life, we pray it in Jesus' precious name. Help us love to learn the beeps. Amen.